Okay, I want to start out this episode by saying, uh, Georgia, you had a really great puzzle alley last week uh, with the troll toll problem. Uh-huh. And you posed this excellent kind of advanced puzzle alley question about whether or not you could complete the puzzle if you start with less than one uh, pie. Was it pie? Right. Uh, cake. Cake. And I figured it out, and the answer is no. It's not possible. Oh. Is it kind of like that... Um, thing where you, if you go half the distance each time, you'll never get to it's your similar. destination. It's similar. Yeah. Yeah. It's similar yeah, it's like in that it, it's not possible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Okay. Totally. That's what I was going. For. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it is it kind of similar to the way that two plus two doesn't equal five? <laughs> yeah. 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 It's similar. It's exactly like that. Content Academy Making the Grid is brought to you by the Outhouse Canning Company. We love their products so yes. much. We use them all the time. Uh, I stand these cans. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Stand the cans. <laughs> Hashtag. If you're listening, Outhouse, pick that one up. That's a good tagline. Uh, try the new products in the office supply line, which includes canned staples, uh, which is an incredible value. The can is $3.99, and there are some 2,000 staples in the can. The can weighs about eight pounds. Yeah. It's, a he- it's heavy, but still. Uh, and that, of course, uh, it, of course, includes water for processing. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you got you you to... You have to buy the staple strainer first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that works. Uh, well, it's summer. That means it's time to get the content crew together for another 30 minutes of summer fun. Broadcasting from the Content Academy Mobile Command Center, complete with pool chairs and water slide, are Josh and I. Yo. And broadcasting from her, from her summer vacation home is Georgia. What's that? Yes, she said it. She did. She did it. Well, what do you say we get into some headlines, guys? Let's do it. Let's rock these headlines. Okay. Uh, headlines. <laughs> Here they are. In today's news. In today's news. Uh huh. What's going on? The first trailer for the Snyder Cut version of Zack Snyder's Justice League film has been released. Uh huh. It features several That's characters awesome. who were cut completely from the original version, including Darkseid, uh-huh. Flash's love interest, Iris West, mm. and a new character called Super Zack, who the director said is even faster <laughs> and stronger than Superman, smarter than Batman, <laughs> and is really tall and handsome and everyone loves him. Man, Super Zack. He sounds I mean, cool. He's, yeah, he sounds awesome. I think he's definitely going to save the day at the Probably, end. Probably, yeah. All the other superheroes are like captured. Yeah, and, and he's like, oh, yeah, Batman's he's like, gonna... oh, I hope Super Zack saves me. Yeah, and Batman says, I'm really dumb yeah. compared to Super Zack. And he has a big Z on his costume. Yeah, kind of like General Zod. Yeah. Yeah, but cooler. Okay, so I actually have headlines too, so do you want to do, <laughs> do, you wanna do back and forth? Okay, yeah. Cool. Okay. This kind of, this is kind of uh, piggybacking off of yours. <laughs> okay. Because it kind of has similar subject matter. <laughs> I love it. Uh, this is about uh, the movie Wonder Woman 1984. Okay, yeah, yeah. So it's still not out. Uh-huh. Uh, and this is good. This is good because it gives me a chance to catch up on the first 1983 Wonder Woman <laughs> movies. Man, they were really cranking them out. <laughs> yeah, they were, yeah. Okay, go ahead, your turn. Okay, my turn. Uh, the Republican National Convention is this week, and sources say that it will feature a great, uplifting message from the president. Hmm. Yes, folks, the McRib is back. Oh, man. <laughs> it's about time. It's about that time. Doesn't it usually come back by November? Uh, yeah, I think we're about due. Yeah, we're about due. But it's not every year, is it? Mm, that's a good question. Maybe it is every year. I don't year. think it is. I don't know. NASA is teasing a new mission to explore Earth's sister planet. Yes. New Jersey? 
way they named the Stupid. planet New Jersey? No. <laughs> Go ahead, Josh. Do do <laughs> it it is point... kind of its own little oil. Yeah. yeah. Does yeah. it have a shore? Yeah. It's like, well, it's like you land. Imagine astronauts landing on New Jersey yeah. and just thinking it's Venus it or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm yeah. imagining they land on a planet and immediately go like gto gym tan laundry yep Jersey Shore. yep yeah exactly they land in it they're like it's the planet of payday loans hmm, yeah what is this payday loans everywhere every street corner joe biden when mm-hmm. asked if he would serve eight years if elected twice responded absolutely in a clarifying statement his campaign manager indicated that biden could survive indefinitely <laughs> if provided enough locks of hair from young virgin girls <laughs> oh my gosh gross <laughs> yeah uh, yeah. Uh, the MLB and WNBA have returned to playing sports after a long hiatus during the pandemic. However, the National Tag League is still up in the air. I guess nobody wants to get it. Okay, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> dumbest dumbest headline ever. Yeah. Okay, your turn. Okay, um, I know you guys have been waiting for this. Uh, it's another pet news headline. Yes. Uh, auto manufacturer Subaru is promoting local animal shelters by filling the Subaru Park soccer stadium seating with life-size hmm. cutouts of adoptable dogs for the upcoming season. Wow. This should help anyone looking to buy a Subaru because anyone who owns an Outback is apparently required to own at least five German Shepherds. Yep, exactly. Yep, that just makes perfect sense. Tracks. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see here. Twitter is studying new ways to increase revenue with a subscription model. This subscription service would have several features, including not having to look at tweets. That's so handy. Yeah, a lot, a lot of them are ads anyway. That's true. Okay. We had a real weekend update vibe going there. With what? Rapid um, fire. Yeah. Oh. Like oh, you're out of headlines? Ho- yeah, I'm done. Oh, okay. I've got two more. <laughs> oh, go, go for it. Okay. Members of Congress have gone on recess until September without a COVID stimulus deal. This recess, of course, will be followed by a brief vacation, after which they will relax on a hiatus, followed by a sabbatical interlude. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, AMC. Seems like we're always talking about that. AMC is reopening theaters with 15-cent tickets to celebrate its 100-year anniversary. So what else is the major theater chain doing to celebrate being around for a century? Stoking the flames of a global pandemic. <laughs> They've been around since the the last the pandemic. Flu yeah, pandemic. <laughs> yeah. The Spanish flu. Yep. So we don't like AMC around here. Well, hey, you guys don't think there could be some kind of connection, do you? Between uh, AMC hundred year anniversaries and, uh, and pandemics happening. I'm just pissed at AMC because they won't bring back the little film reel guy. Oh yeah, there was a little mascot yeah. guy that wasn't was made his out name of film. like film really or something or filmy or something. <laughs> filmy, probably. Yeah, I don't know. Huh? Filmy Phil. Yeah, that's probably Gross. it. Yeah. Well, uh, what do you guys say we get into the Alex report? Let's do it. This week, say yes. Once again, uh, I did a report. We shuffled around once again. My report today is about honeybees. You ready to learn about honeybees? It's not very long. Okay. So honeybees use a system of dances and gestures to communicate with each other. This means that they're the only other animal besides humans to develop a symbolic language. Hmm. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, I never thought of that. 
as I'm sure you know, different uh, honeybees in a hive will have different jobs or roles within that hive. <clears throat> so there's the queen, and the queen actually produces a scent unique to her hive. She lives up to five years, and before she dies, she feeds a special type of jelly to a developing larva that turns it into the new queen. Dude. Mm-hmm. Not interesting. Worker bees make up the largest... Uh, I'm sorry, Georgia? I said that is really interesting. It makes you wonder what's in that jelly. Yeah. Oh, no, I said I'm sorry. <coughs> Excuse oh. me. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> is everybody we're, good now? Yeah, we're good. Hang yeah, on a second. If you'll forgive me. Hang on. Okay, we're good. Okay, cool. Worker bees make up the largest out of the population of, uh, of the hive, and they have different responsibilities according to how old they are. So when a worker bee reaches two days old, they're responsible for cleaning the empty cells in the hive, which are the honeycomb-shaped holes, so that they're ready to store eggs, nectar, and pollen. And the queen will actually come around and inspect the cells that the workers have cleaned. When a worker bee is 12 days old, they're mature enough to start producing materials used for building new cells in the colony. Bees use this honeycomb pattern because it uses the least amount of material and it's the most efficient and practical structure in nature. Bees are all about economizing labor. Man. Isn't that interesting? Bees are just fascinating and it's like if they weren't minuscule in size, they would yeah. be very scary at how advanced they are. I'll say, yeah. Uh, so when a worker bee reaches 14 days old, they leave the nest and search for nectar, water, and pollen. They make 10 one-hour-long trips a day, making this the most dangerous role for a worker bee. And sometimes they just don't come back alive. Uh, when a worker bee gets older, their job becomes removing dead bees from the hives so that they don't become a help Damn. threat. There are also Damn. yeah, there are also nurses who go around checking on the larvae and also feeding the other worker bees. There are temperature controller bees who control temperature and humidity within the hive. If the hive gets too warm, they'll bring water from outside to cool down the other worker bees hmm. and even fan their wings to cool down the hive. That's nuts. If the hive gets too cold, they'll cluster together to provide warmth for the workers. There are also guard bees who make sure that every bee coming into the hive has the familiar scent produced by the queen of that hive. On occasion, these guards will let bees from other hives through if they're bribed by nectar. What? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> These thieves will steal honey and pollen before leaving. The guard bees will also inspect the nest for any cracks or holes that in intruders could get through and emit an alarm scent to warn the other bees of danger. That's crazy. <clears throat> I feel like I'm remembering some of this from like a um, magic school magic bus school episode. bus. There was an episode on bees. Yeah. Yeah, where they got in because they smelled like bees. Didn't they like partially transform into bees too? Yeah, they just had like their little kid heads, but bee bodies. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> it was terrifying. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there are also bees that go out and search for a good place for a new colony. Um, and they have to change colonies from time to time if either the old one isn't habitable anymore. Or sometimes um, hives of bees will splinter off uh, if they don't like the queen. So they'll take a certain number of bees and then form their own hive. Hmm. So uh, each, uh, each of these scout bees will gesture to other scouts that they like a certain place. And the others will actually vote on the location and even debate over oh, which location is best. Oh, so cute. Interestingly enough, 
Scout bees will also, also attempt to gain support for their desired location among other scout bees who haven't committed to a new site. Uh, these scout bees will, will perform research and will only move to a new hive when a unanimous decision is reached. You're, you're trying to tell me that bees have a voting system. Yeah, they have a, they have a democracy. <laughs> wow, guys, bees are smarter than we are. I mean, how cool bees is that? Bees are more advanced. Yeah. No, I, you know what? I, you know how bees are declining? I bet it's not actually our fault. It's just the hubris of bees. Probably, yeah. 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 That's it. Now I don't have to feel guilty anymore. They flew the too bees, close to the pollen. They <laughs> all got too advanced. We're mm-hmm. Atlantis. Yep. Hubris of bees. What part of the hive is uh, the K hive that um, that Stan Kamala on Twitter? Oh yeah, okay. How old is I a see, bee? I see. How, how many mean. days old is a bee? Sixteen days. Yeah. <laughs> to join the K hive. Yeah. Is that what they're really called? Yeah. That's a weird. They name. put a and they put a yellow border around. You're supposed to put a yellow border around your photo. Mm. If you're in the K hive. <laughs> Interesting. And sounds had, like a K-pop band. Doesn't make sense. Okay. Yeah. You only you bully uh, Bernie supporters. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Huh. Well, yeah. So that's the info on bees. Uh, it all came from this book called Honeybee Do- Democracy by Thomas Seeley. It's an interesting, quick read. Hmm. Uh, so, what do you say we get into Puzzle Alley featuring Josh? Whoa, this is crazy. I don't know how much I'm going to be able to focus. I wish I had a bee-themed puzzle Mm, after that. Okay. I guess we'll have to do a series on bees. Yeah, we could. Well, we we shall see how challenging this puzzle will be. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Okay, so in the process of preparing this puzzle alley, um, are you going to play the thing? Yeah, I will. I'm kind of scared <laughs> that I'll press the wrong key. Okay, think very carefully. This is nice. It. Okay, we got it. <clears throat> okay, Yay. puzzle alley. Yay. So I tried to come up with my <laughs> own puzzle, but I am not nearly smart enough to do that. So tricky. I've, it's so hard. It is very hard. I like. I was trying to do something about like Egyptian pyramids and like how many bricks they would have to have mm. at certain layers but that would be cool i couldn't i can't really make anything of it so i just found this puzzle mm, okay. okay so you have three pirate captains okay and they are deciding how to secure their hoard of treasure okay and they want to make it so that uh any of them can access the treasure but there has only two of them at least two of them have to be present to access the treasure oh okay I see. and how many pirates are there three Mm-hmm. Okay. So your only tools being locks and keys. Mm-hmm. How many locks and keys do you need to make it so that any two pirate captains can access the treasure, but no one pirate can access the treasure? Man, this is good. Okay, Alex, you ready to team up? Yeah, I'm ready. Wow. See, it's always me and Josh against you. Yeah, this will be nice. A nice change of pace. Well, I get to yeah. sit back, relax. <laughs> Think about dumb shit. <laughs> pay attention in case we say the right answer. I do have yeah. I do have hints, and okay. I will okay. say also there are probably millions of different ways to solve this puzzle. Mm-hmm. But there is one, there is an ideal way that okay. uses the fewest number of locks and keys. Okay. Okay, so we have three bees. 
yeah. Yeah. Any yeah. two bees can access uh-huh. the the honey at one time. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, but not just one bee, and they have any combination of blocks and keys. Mm-hmm. So the so the question is, what? We're trying to find out uh, the lowest number of locks and keys, right? So, for example, uh, the answer might be four keys and five locks, so something like that. Right. You have to figure out how many keys to give to the captains, basically, and right. how many locks to put on the treasure. Oh, we'll I say see. it's a treasure chest that you can put locks on. Oh, I see. Okay. And bees so, probably are advanced enough to make bees it. don't have to. Work. They have some kind of so. scent based. Well, system. they could pick the lock with their stinger. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So let's maybe we can figure out the locks first. Because That's a good if it's a traditional lock and key, I mean, you can only do one because there's no way that you can have like three locks on a treasure chest and unlock two of them and still be able to open it because the last lock is still locked unless it's some sort of that's a good point does it work that way josh unless it's it's some sort of like uh lock that they used from do you have the to computer game missed oh yeah doesn't make any sense so okay so you can have multiple keys for one lock they're just the same you can just give copies of a key to different people that all unlock the same lock and so you want you want all three to access it, or you don't? You The thing you want is for no one person to be able to access it. Oh, okay. unlock it. So one bee can't just swoop in and get all Enough the Enough with the bees. <laughs> yes. Oh, I mean pirates. <laughs> so, you don't so, want just like one pirate to come in and swoop all the treasure. Right, exactly. So at least two, or, so two or three have to, have to, have to access it. Okay, so I think that you would have to have like a special key that's like interlocking, so you have to fit the pieces together mm. for the lock to work. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting idea, but that is not required to solve the puzzle. Okay. Okay, well that seems like the easiest way to do it, so mm, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna lock that one in. Well we'll just now say it's... we'll just say the pirates don't have that kind of lock technology. They yeah, just have we're not regular locks and regular keys. We're not there yet. But bees do. Bees probably, again, yeah. Bees have some kind of scent based uh-huh. system or yeah. a wiggling dance <laughs> yeah. that they use. Yeah. Right. And then it unlocks it. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, okay, so it's not going to work if they each have a key that unlocks one lock. So Rule that out. Get to it at any time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, alternatively. So, what if you had two locks and each pirate had a key? So you'd have to like unlock both of the locks, you know, at the same time to get in. So you'd have to have two keys to get into it. So you're and saying necessitating two. So each each pirate would have one key, but there's two locks. You're gonna you're gonna run into a problem though if you think mm-hmm. that through. Because the pirate can unlock one lock and then unlock it has the other to, one. Any combination of pirates, two of them have to be able to open it. Yeah. And did we well did we say so you can you can just unlock one lock and access the treasure, right? As long as two parts are there. Or you have to unlock all the locks. As long as well you can have any number of locks that you deem necessary. But no one pirate can access it. Okay. But for example, if it were a real chest and it had two locks on it, you uh-huh. couldn't just unlock one and then open it, right? So are do the locks both unlock from the same key? No. So different keys. Mm-hmm. So you're saying there's two different locks, mm-hmm. 
and there are th and there are three pirates. So who gets what key? Oh, I'm right. just I'm just saying. Would a pirate have to? If it as long okay, let's say that it satisfies the puzzle. <laughs> okay. It wouldn't make sense if uh, if you just uh, if you just had one lock unlocked. Are we just ignoring that you need to unlock all the locks to access the treasure? I still don't quite know what you're asking. Alex, you, see, that's what I was trying to get, ask him in, in the beginning. Do you get what I'm saying, like, Georgia? Let's just try to go with it. Okay, let's just imagine <laughs> that you have a chest. Okay. We can cut this out if we have to. Imagine you have a chest and there are three locks on it. Yeah. But the captain says, okay, now I know that one of you at a time wants to access the chest, but nah-uh-uh. It has to be at least two. Uh-huh. Okay, let's say you and I are both pirates. Okay. And we're allowed to unlock the chest because there are two of us. Right. <laughs> and, but here's the thing. One of the locks is designated for the other pirate or something. Right. There's some kind for of combo. Me. For Georgia. Yeah, yeah, sure. But we have identical locks, identical keys, rather, uh -huh. for the first lock, for one of the locks. Yeah. So we're like, okay, we can just unlock that one and access the treasure. There are two of us. It'll be fine. No, it won't work that way. Won't work because we have to unlock the other lock. Yeah. Okay, there's the answer. Yeah. Okay. okay. Great. And action. <laughs> all, Resume. <laughs> all. I mean, if so, you have to unlock all the locks yeah, to no, access the treasure. There's no point putting the lock on it if you don't need to unlock it to okay. open it. In other words, I see what you mean. Okay. Well, so I mean, even you could scaling this sorry. up. It, it still wouldn't work. Like if you gave each pirate two keys and did three locks, mm -hmm. I think you'd run into the same issue, wouldn't you, Josh? Well, game it out. So we're the three pirates. There's a chest with three locks. We each have two keys. And see, this is going to run into the same thing. We each have two keys. So, like, let's say I come with my two keys. Alex uses one of his keys. We unlock all three. Well, at but this then, like, point, if I go by myself. I'm not going to have the third. At key, this point, it might copies of keys. It might help to number the locks and number the keys to match them. So like who has the keys for lock one, who has the keys for lock two, etc. Okay, drawing a diagram. Me too. Okay, one, two, three. The reason you can't have three locks with um, two keys is like say Alex and I both have keys and there are three locks. If we, if Alex has keys for like locks one and two, and I have keys for locks one and two, then, then we would need you still, and it can't. Right. See, that's what I was running into. Yeah. So right, like. Well, we know that now. Mm, but then you can't give one pirate three keys, like key one, key two, and key three right. for lock one. Because then two, they would three. be able to open it. Themselves. Okay, Georgia. Yeah. Uh. How about I I work on solving it with with uh, three locks in the solution, and you work work on it with two locks. Oh, you think we can do it in two locks? Uh, it, I mean, it might be possible. If you want to, you can work on the three locks one, and I'll see if we can do it with two. <laughs> well, let's so just... you draw your diagram with three. Unless Josh just flat out said we can't do it with two locks. 
Did you just say that? I feel like I can't really say that much. Unless you guys really want a hint, then I could tell you. No, well, we're not I doing this. I feel like hints. I determined early on that you can't do just two logs. Okay. Uh, should we try three and four then? Yes. Okay. I'll do, I'll do four. Okay. Let's see. I feel like four is a good number. Okay. I think I figured it out. Did really? You? What you got? Maybe. What you got, Georgia? So, so um, I have pirate A, pirate B, and pirate C. I mm -hmm. have three locks. Each pirate gets two keys. Mm -hmm. Pirate A gets keys one and two. Pirate B gets P keys one and three. And pirate C gets keys three and two. So you got, you got it. Any, com nice. any combination of pirates should be able to open the chest. That's right. Oh my gosh, what a good puzzle. And great job, Georgia. Yeah, nice Thanks. job. Thanks. If if I if it was just me, I would have been stuck for a while. So great <laughs> job, Georgia. I had to draw. I'll I'll have to share a picture of my diagram. I yeah. Draw little stick figures. Oh, nice. Okay. Write them out. Yeah, put it in the Discord and I'll tweet it out. <laughs> okay, great puzzle, Ali. Uh, we're gonna do one more thing before the show is over for this week, and it's a brand new segment. Are you guys ready? Okay, George, I, I really hope that you can hear this little intro, okay? <laughs> Me too. You ready? Yeah. It's, uh, it's, uh, what's up with Georgia? Should we call it that? <laughs> yeah. Okay. What's up? 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 Uh, Josh, check my line. What's up? What's up? <laughs> Did you hear that? Yeah, I think I heard the whole thing. I heard a little <laughs> yo in there. <laughs> yeah. So you say you said what's up about ten times throughout uh, almost thirty episodes. One time you said yo, and so I threw that in there. And one time Josh said what's up, and then Georgia, you said, I that. "Oh, Josh took my line." <laughs> oh, love it. Okay, yeah, you just so need to auto tune it, and it's done. Yeah, Dude, yeah, yeah. So Georgia, I ask you this. What's up? What is up? <laughs> right. So, um, initially I thought I'd maybe do like a little stand-up set for you guys. Mm -hmm. oh, so good. So, started working on that, mm -hmm. and uh, so I was looking up like, okay, how do you become a stand-up comedian? And yeah. And starting to like workshop it. And uh -huh. I was like, all right, start with the punchline. Work backwards. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Okay, second okay. set. Build a minute. Build two minutes. Uh -huh. Then you find a story. How do you stretch the story into ten minutes? Mm. And then I was like, record scratch. I'm doing this all wrong. Oh, man. I figured out how to become a stand-up, you guys. Okay. You I'm so ready. Yeah. Okay, step number one. Write your own Netflix special. Uh, <laughs> yeah. One. In doing your Netflix special, you have to come up with the title. Mm -hmm. That is the Ooh. most crucial part because that's yeah. what's going to sell you to Netflix. If yeah. you get on Netflix and you end up on like Hulu or Amazon, you're toast. You have to get on Netflix. Yeah, do they even so, have stand-up? <laughs> right? Nobody yeah. cares. Yeah. Yeah. So I started workshopping, okay, potential Netflix special ideas. Uh-huh. Um, and so, so I was doing research, and it pretty much follows, like, three different categories. Mm -hmm. So we could do Georgia, uncut. <laughs> I like that, yeah. Live from St. Paul. It yeah. It's like something kind of like raw or yeah. live. 
Yeah, yeah. So like yeah. Georgia, uncensored, uncut. Georgia comes live alive. from the historic Uptown Theater. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Live at the Apollo. Uh huh. Or you know, live in Columbia. Yeah. You know, it's like a location. Uh huh. There's also like kind of going on the like uncut. So there's like three. There's the live. There's like the quote unquote raw. So it's like uncut mm-hmm. raw. Mm-hmm. Georgia, not sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very sorry. Yeah. This is my favorite and possibly the hardest to come up with is you start with your name and then you throw in some kind of title that references a bit that nobody knows about until Uh they watch it. The the title is not giving you really any clues. Mm -hmm. And then sometimes even after you're done with a special, you're like, why was it called that? Yeah. Yeah. You have an example of that? Yeah. Yeah. Georgia. Dingo baby. (laughs) (laughs) And then you're like, how is she going to tie those together? Is it a baby dingo? Did a baby get fed to dingoes? (laughs) I don't know. I better watch. And then you can also kind of have like a a lengthy title, like Georgia, Diary of a White Girl. Georgia, Food School Dropout. Yeah. (laughs) Some kind of like, you know, kind of lengthy title like that. So Mm -hmm. I'll kind of still workshopping those. Still figuring that out. That's good. After you... Like lock in your Netflix special. Mm-hmm. Step two is you get your own self-titled sitcom. Mm-hmm. So this yeah. is kind of coming back. It's kind of more been replaced with Netflix specials, but I okay, think yeah, come back. It's what the comedians of old used to do. You know, Seinfeld, yeah, Cosby yeah. Show, Reba, yeah, sure, exactly. So obviously, I have a show probably on I don't know the CW called oh. Georgia uh-huh. or. The Georgia show. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. And so it'd be me playing myself, Hobbs. I'd yeah. probably have a different last name. Your name would, you'd be like Georgia Watson or something. Yep. Right. <laughs> Either that or I'd go by like my last name. That works too. Yeah. But so yeah. me playing myself loosely based on my life. Mm-hmm. And then somebody else probably playing my husband or love interest. For some reason. Yeah. <laughs> For some reason. Right. It's never your actual spouse. And who would play Robert? Who could so play then Robert? I was like, who yeah. would play Robert? Right? Yeah. So, and then I kind of, I don't know. I need some suggestions on that one. Okay. We, we got this. This is a perfect well, question for Josh. obviously, candidate one would be the gauze. The gauze? Well. He's completely well, different from sick, Robert. This is for family. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Again, don't care. Huh. Uh, okay. Sitcom, sitcom. The gauze. JGL? Mm, you know what? I'm going to go with a kind of controversial pick maybe but alden aaron rick tommy middledy thomas middleditch oh huh oh, that's perfect yep he would have to yeah. really act to be robert he yeah. couldn't just play himself <laughs> yeah no thomas middleditch would work i could see it um almost any like second tier snl alumni oh yeah part of the like keenan thompson sandberg <laughs> no no second tier guys <laughs> okay, uh, okay yeah he's definitely okay yeah hmm no, any of the ones who's like after they name all the big shots, they go featuring. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, that's a pretty people. good. What one was that guy from um, that guy from the Amanda Show? Hey, yeah, uh, Taron Killam. Taron Killam. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so yeah. Like yeah so that's pretty good. After you uh, get yourself a sitcom, uh-huh. you do that for about two seasons till you get canceled. Yep. Yeah. And then <laughs> you start a podcast where you shout out your opinions. Yeah. 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 We kind of and, already have that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Head of the curve on that. One. Although, so I just need to, go ahead. Um, if you do have a podcast and you were a comedian, it has to be called something like 
Georgia does a podcast. Yeah. Or right, something very meta. Like, yeah. Obvious. Yeah. The Georgia show with Georgia. Yeah. I, I've got a quick thing to shout out. Your sitcom could just be called The Georgia Report. Ooh, yeah. It could be. It could be. That and could also be my podcast. Maybe in the show you're a uh, newscaster or something. Yep. There isn't so a sitcom after... about a newscaster. <laughs> But also, oh, I yeah, I'm, I am expecting this podcast to spin off into just a Georgia <laughs> Report podcast at some point. Yeah. Anyway, keep Sweet. going. Okay, so after I've uh, attained fame from a Netflix special, then I have a sitcom that runs for two seasons, it gets canceled, then mm-hmm. I have a podcast that runs for like five years Yeah. has a huge underground <laughs> Patreon. Then, I'll, this is what comes next. I get a bit part in a movie, uh-huh. all of my funny lines are in the trailer. <laughs> so I see it. All of my funny lines are ruined. Yeah. And then I'll come up with another special. This one's probably going to be on Amazon. The comeback. And my, yeah. Right, the comeback. Yeah. It's comeback. <laughs> and then my outfit probably has something to do with leather in it. Yeah. And I'll do a bit about travel. Boom. Oh, perfect. Dude. You got your whole career mapped out. Man. I know. That's I so... I have a bit about travel. You do? Yeah. Well, let's hear it. Hit it. Everybody needs to stop pretending they love travel. Yep. Yes. Exactly. Preach. Oh my gosh. It actually sucks. Yep. That's it. That's my bit. That's my, good. My bit about travel is that, um, like, women so women always say they love traveling, but actually they just love being on vacation. Mm. That's a good point. Yeah. Too. That's no, good I can take that, but not working part's great. And, like, the one hour that you're in the Redwood Forest <laughs> National Park, that's great. The picture you take is great. But uh-huh. getting there, yeah. getting from A to B, yeah. the journey sucks. The destination exactly. rules. You have to the drive through sucks. all of yeah. those redwood tunnels. Yeah. You have to drive oh, through the gosh. tree with your car. That's so funny what you said about all your funny lines being in the trailer. Oh, man. You watch the trailer and you think, man, this is, Georgia's going to be so funny in this. Man, Nassim Padrad is so funny in this trailer. Yeah. Yeah, there are going to be a lot more moments like there are in the trailer. <laughs> yeah. But no. We're just tip of the iceberg. Yeah. You're just in the trailer to, to make the movie seem more like a comedy. Yeah. Right. But it actually right. has kind of like a dark twist. Yeah, something. Movie. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> yeah. It's like how sometimes there will be different styles of trailers for a movie uh-huh. to market it to different people. Yeah. Georgia will be in it to make it seem like a comedy. More mm-hmm. of a comedy than it actually mm-hmm. is. Huh. Exactly. Wow. How would you, have you thought about how you would hold the microphone while you're on stage? Ooh, yeah. Oh, I suppose that is important. Yeah, I'd probably just be holding it. I wouldn't have holding a stand. It. No stand? And I'd, I'd have a little stool. Stool yeah. with a water bottle? Yeah. Stool with a water yeah. bottle. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll see you next week. Thanks for listening.